Welcome to Plain Talk. Plain Talk has over 100 podcasts containing up-to-date information about aviation technologies and pilot experiences for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plain Talk provides informative information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 2,100 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years experience in the technology and aviation industries. Hey, we're here at Sun and Van 2023 with the, uh, the folks from Piper in the Plain Talk cockpit. I'd like to welcome Dan Lewis, Senior Marketing Dealer Sales, Product Marketing and Training Standards. Welcome to Plain Talk, Dan. Oh, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. How are you finding sun and fun? Uh, the, the hottest day was, I think, the first day, Tuesday, and that's the hottest in the 17 years I've been coming. I see you had some really interesting product announcements uh, pertaining to the M600 uh, here at Sun and Fun. Why don't you walk the the audience through some of those cool new things. Sure. Um, we had a couple of announcements. One was the, the Blue Line training aviation uh, customer that we had. They took an order of 115 aircraft over the next several years. So that was a big announcement for our training and our fleet sales group. So kudos to them and, and welcome aboard to the Flight School Alliance for Blue Line. We're really happy to have them on board. That's going to keep the factory busy for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. So the other big announcement was uh, in conjunction with uh, Garmin's new technology called PlaneSync. We were first to market with it. We are still in the certification process, and that should certify on the M600 sometime later in the spring. I'm hoping sooner than later, but you never know with the certification processes that we have to undergo. But so I'm sure a lot of folks are wondering what plane sync is. And uh, is it fair to say with the connected cockpit that Piper enjoys, mm-hmm. that plane sync facilitates air-to-air formation flying, two M600s, three feet apart, makes the Philips Aerostars look... Absolutely not. <laughs> but nice try. Future, future that would be nice. release? Yeah, maybe. Someday. That would be great. You know, having that kind of capability to have that close formation, awesome. But yeah, no. <laughs> it's for the, you know, the family folks that the M600, six kids, pilot, co-pilot, you know, just Maybe five luggage. kids. <laughs> well, get your second M600. Oh, I got you. Right? Yep. One, you know, single pilot, two airplanes. Get two of the the grown-ups flying each airplane, and then you race to your Disneyland destination. Yeah, wouldn't that be uh, wonderful? Uh, so uh, the M600 has been quite a successful platform, I understand. You have over 230 uh, in the field. Yeah, we just uh, delivered today... We just delivered today the two, serial number 245. Now there's a little gap in there when we switched from our, our legacy M600 when we upgraded to the NG, the G3000 NG version. But uh, So there's kind of a gap of about nine, I think, units in between there somewhere. But uh, yeah, so 245 was the, uh, the latest one we just delivered, and 244 is behind it. 
and it should deliver today as well. So wonderful here at Sun and Fun. No, uh, right there at the factory at uh, Vero Beach, which you know, if you want to drive it, it's two and a half hours or two, depending on traffic, or, or how fast you drive, or or thirty uh, minutes 30 in the six hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be bringing the six hundred we have here on display back to Vero Beach on Sunday night or Monday morning. And I understand you build 40 to 50 M600s a year? Yep, that's kind of the target range in, in, in and around there. We're about 20, 25% increase in overall factory capacity from last year. If you count the M600, the M500, the M350, Seminoles, Archers, and Piper Pilot. Was the you know impact of the pandemic, did that kind of slow things down for a little bit? Yeah, I think... Part of that has been good for Piper and bad for Piper. So Piper never shut down during the pandemic. We kept things going. We we were also uh, part of the solution in a way. We we were contracted with um, Cleveland Clinic. We uh, made masks. You know the the sneeze shields, as I call them. Um, so we we actually had some of our engineering design the shields, and we were able to supply those. And, and keep our factory open at the same time building aircraft. We didn't really miss a beat. Now, we had times where our entire sections of groups of our employees were down sick and had to stay home. So certain segments of our production line had to shut down for a few weeks or a day and try to backfill them with other groups. And But we kept it up. We kept it going. And I would say the only impact that I would see now is, you know, we're still in a labor constraint. We can't get enough employees to help build our, our, our airplane demand but we're also constrained by demand by the supply chain so whether it's aluminum or specialty switches other other equipment that we need that we outsource we're constrained by that it could be even engines right so we don't build the engines we put them together but we don't we don't make them that's Lycoming or Pratt and Whitney kind of like the you know World War II 1940s you know, where the automotive manufacturers switch to building aircraft and Jeeps and tanks from passenger cars, you know, et cetera. And the war on COVID saw Piper also switching gears to to build front line PPE to protect the uh uh, healthcare workers uh, in the in the trenches. Yeah, that's correct, we, and we're proud of that. We we always want to help. We have a big uh, veteran community within Piper. We even have a wall. If you go do a factory tour with us, which are now open again, by the way, if anybody wanted to take a factory tour, they can call up and sign up for that. Um, but we have a memorial wall, not for anybody that's necessarily passed, but for our current employees. We have veterans lunches. Our our CEO is a veteran. And uh, so it's, it's a big deal to us. How many people work at Piper? We're right around the uh, 1,000, 1,100 mark. We probably need about another 100 heads. So come on down and work for us. We, we need all the help we can get <laughs> to make our numbers. But uh, I have to say, geez, let's see. Vero Beach versus Toronto in the wintertime. Hmm. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. And you'll pay me. Perfect. Yeah, factory's 10 minutes from the beach. <laughs> Must be interesting. I bet you uh, never on the factory tour but i can uh envision having uh you folks having a uh you know volleyball net uh, in the in the back we don't but uh there's another campus on on the airport that does a training it's called airborne and they they have their volleyball nets and sand out on their campus 
So it's kind of fun when you drive by watching the kids enjoy the summer. Super cool. So what's some of uh, the cool things that Plain Sync? Yeah, coming back to full circle. So Plain Sync is really uh, an ability to connect with the airplane, whether you're in the airplane or remotely. So it has, through the Garmin app, the way a way to wake up your plane. Let's say it's in your hangar. You want to double-check what the fuel load was, what what service may have been done, if it's a, you know, oil temps. So essentially it's a 5G equipped. 4, 4G LTE equipped capability or Wi-Fi. So currently we have Connects, the 510 with plain sync and when we certify it will be with the new gdl 60 okay and that uh, it's not about the box it's really about the features but that'll give that capability and then we've also got a new software release that's coming that's the part that's getting certified as well that corresponds with that it's got the new enhanced safe taxi with synviz so You've got the 3D now on your taxi map, not just the the bird's eye view. It even has buildings. It's got arrows. You can program your your taxi routing if you want to. You know, you get clearance taxiway Charlie, Charlie four, cross runway four, go to runway two right. You can program that in, and it'll actually give you a GPS tracker like cool. in the air, but Very on the cool. ground. So that's that's one of the other new features. There's um, stabilized approaches so if for some reason you're coming in too fast too high too low you'll get an RL call out suggesting that the other nice thing about the remote feature is that you can upload your databases automatically so you might have wi-fi in your hangar and you can program it to just download the latest database if you're on that cusp of the day and the next day you got to go flying you don't want to take the time to necessarily have to do that upload by the cards uh, you can do that remotely now uh, with this system. Well, that's uh, it's almost set it and forget it. Yeah, yeah. Neat. It's becoming a lot more automated and uh, just more user convenience. There's a there's a bunch of other features, um, but uh, check the web. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when uh, is expected certification from our friends at the FAA? Well, uh, well, like I said, we're targeting late spring. Um, I would like to say, you know, sooner than better. You know, uh, I always get concerned when people say it's late spring, twenty twenty four. Yeah, no, no, it's it's twenty twenty three. It should be any time. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have announced it this soon. And and uh, but yeah, we've been the launch platform on other items with Garmin for forever, from the old days back on the four thirty on up. And uh, they've been a great partner to be working with, and we're just grateful that they trust with us. I mean, the Collier Award that they got was based on the Autoland which the M600 is, was also first to market. It was our, our aircraft that was used for all the FAA certs and planning. Of course, you can get this feature on other aircraft vendors as well now, but we were first. And Where's Autoland with our friends at Transport? Um, Transport Canada. Yeah, Transport Canada. I think it's still in process. That's a good question. I'm... I'm new to the Canada role. I just inherited that in January. Bonjour. So I've been working with uh, with IASA and Brazil. So Brazil's still in works. Um, we're trying to get ANAC to get that one certified with the FAA. It's kind of out of our hands at this point. One of just my, waiting. <laughs> one of my buddies has a uh, M600 uh, in Canada. 
you know, he's uh, really keen about uh, the Autoland feature getting certified, right. enabled. I understand out of the factory, it's uh, disabled to ensure, to meet Transport Canada uh, requirements. But he was thinking he could just reach under the panel, hotwire the button, turn the software on, so that if he was to have something, a medical emergency mm-hmm. with the, his family in the aircraft, his, his wife could hit the button. Well, I would never recommend violating any of your country requirements or certifications so what he does (laughs) that would be his call but yeah i know you're kidding but uh yeah um we've got people that that take airplanes you know november reg u.s reg and it's perfectly capable of functioning in other countries you just have to imagine that the air traffic controllers if they're not aware of it they're talking to a computer so push the button it takes couple of seconds for it to start communicating it doesn't want to start broadcasting right away it wants to kind of wait for things to clear determines the airport it's going to it then squawks emergency goes to the frequency it's on currently possible pilot incapacitation i'm sure people have seen these videos all over i've that was one of the things that piper was really big on was demonstrating the feature so I think out of all the OEMs that have this feature, we were the only ones that had a demonstrator out running for two years, and I was the pilot for that. So oh, neat. I did over, I think, around 150 Autoland landings. Wow. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite, the, quite the system. So you're just hands-off sitting in the, in the, uh, in the left seat? Yep. We have trusting your faith to... We had, we had to put the plane in an experimental category because it's, it wasn't certified software, but it was software that didn't broadcast an emergency, didn't squawk 7700. It, but I was on the radio talking, and usually I would go talk to the tower guys beforehand and say, this is what it's going to do, this is what it's going to look like. If you've got somebody else you got to land, I'll break off and we'll reset it and try it again. But we had, oh gosh, like I said, about 150 of these landings, whether it was demos out of Vero or our cross-country tour that we did. We're not doing it anymore, but we did do it for a while and uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. How long have you been flying, Dan? Oh gosh, um, I think I think I got my private license in 1990. Wow, long. How many hours? Um, I'm at about three thousand. I had a I had a hiatus for about ten years oh, wow. from flying. Wow. Uh, so yeah, no, I. Uh, and now you're you've got the dream job. You get to fly yeah. really cool airplanes, go high, go fast, and yep. So flying for a long time, three thousand hours started before all this tech. Yep. Stick and rudder. GPS was just coming out. Probably playing with Loran and. Yep. I had a Loran in my little Cessna 150 <laughs> when I first started and then had the old Apollo 2 and the 210 that I did aerial mapping with. Um, so how did, you know, fast forward to the certification process, I mean, how did you feel, you know, losing a little bit of control to the auto land? Um, some people call the, the aircraft Christine, for those older people that understand that movie. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, the first couple of times it was, you know, you don't trust it. Your hands are on the yoke, your feet are kind of touching the pedals, you're feeling everything move. But after about two or three of those, you start trusting the system. It It's impressive. In fact, some of the configurations that it, it lands in with high winds or even crosswinds, it compensates. The radar altimeters 
equipped with it and so it'll it'll tie into the last you know 10 feet for the flare with the radar altimeter and if not it's still got gps so it uh, it's pretty dead center most of the time it has a tendency to be a little right of center on our aircraft but most of the times it's dead center on the on the runway so are you thinking of a non-emergency auto land for you know, low time pilots that are a little, you know, the airplane, the automation will land the airplane better than I can. And, you know, it's like having a, a simulated, sim- simulated flight instructor in the right seat. Yeah, I don't think that's in our, in our cards right away. I mean, I, I think I would give that some time. The limits that we have with Autoland are the following. It's going to do an icing approach because it doesn't know if there's ice on the wings or not. It only goes by... OAT. So if your outside air temperature is below five degrees, it'll automatically start running the Fiki system. It'll it'll load the boots. It'll heat up the windshield. It'll do all of that. And because of that as well, it only does the first notch of flaps. So you're coming in a little bit faster than say I would land with full flaps um, because it's doing an icing landing every time. So you're coming in at 102 versus, say, 95 or 90 over the numbers. For that reason, we'll pick runways that exceed that. So Pick longer runways. Yeah, it's, it's not going to go to a short field and try to land there unless it's the absolute lowest common denominator for the approach. You're outside of your fuel range to Correct. get to Correct. longer. And so, it'll only do RNAV, you know, GPS approaches. It won't go shoot an ILS. It avoids Class B airspace. In fact, if... If you're pointed towards a Class B airspace and it may penetrate that airspace before it could maybe turn the 180 and come back to the runway that's closest or the one runway it selects, it'll try to circle up and get above the 10,000 feet and then come back down and in. So in those cases, it it really tries to avoid any kind of congested airport runway environment. While I've flown with my... uh, My buddy with his M600, as I said, it's all Mm -hmm. disabled, so apologize for the you know uninformed question no is there a little you know on the uh the g3000 a little pop-up window to advise the passengers what's going on 100 percent to the point of we're climbing as opposed to they're thinking it's yeah it's digital it's not oral there is a pre you know tape type of informational you push the button auto lands engaged Please remain calm, blah, blah, blah. It goes along through its little cycle. But on the display, you'll have a moving map in the center, and you'll have destination information that runs along the tape at the top saying destination, KVRB, arrival 15 minutes. And so it gives you that information. Plays a little video. Plays a little video on don't touch the pedals, don't disconnect the autopilot. If they hit the uh, autopilot disconnect button, They'll have to hit the Autoland button again. As you were explaining that, uh, reminiscing the airplane movie with uh, Leslie Nielsen, oh, yeah. he engages George in an inflatable. Yeah, the inflatable. George. His name's Otto. Otto, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a classic. But yeah, and, and it's got a lot of safety builds ups, and it'll look at weather, it'll look at um, information to help go to the best airport. 
uh, available to you. And it doesn't fly the entire approach. It doesn't start at the initial approach fix. It goes to the final approach fix, but it comes in at an angle. So if there is anybody already on that approach, it's not going to run them down or run over the top of them. Well, Dan, I really appreciate uh, you coming into the Plane Talk cockpit. Any final words for our audience? No, just uh, happy to see all the people out enjoying aviation again. And we, we love our customers. We, we couldn't survive without them, of course. And uh, just come by and see us anytime this week. And we'll also be out at all the next shows that are coming up. Super awesome. Well, looking forward to seeing you again at uh, AirVenture. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for listening to this episode of Plane Talk. If you have any ideas for a future Plane Talk episode, please go to the Contact Us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.